0: Welcome to the podcast. Let the prophets speak. Today we continue our study of the book of the first book of Kings. That's Melachim Aleph. We are in chapter three, Paragimel. We completed chapter two with the um, <coughs> uh, with Solomon's uh, tying up loose ends, so to speak, eliminating the opposition, the potential opposition, <coughs> and how he either executed or exiled those who um, uh, participated in various revolts against David and could have uh, represented a potential threat. And we ended on, with, on last note saying that the mamlacha <laughs> nechona biyad Shlomo, the kingship was now secure in, in David's and, in Solomon and Shlomo's hands. This chapter now begins from a point of strength, a point where Shlomo is now going to take what he has, which is the throne, and the leadership of the kingdom, and let's see what he does. Let's see how he builds the kingdom and how successful he will be. Um, so interestingly, there is a the the first verse of chapter three uh, is is the first you know positive act of building <coughs> that Shlomo does. <coughs> And the first thing he does is build an alliance with what was then uh, probably the most powerful, most influential nation on earth, which was Egypt. So, Vayit Chatein Shlomo et Pharaoh Malach Shlomo, Shlomo married. He he developed a bond of marriage together with Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. So. In those days, that was very common. A royal house would uh, would uh, seal their bond in, in a bond of marriage. This is the first woman that we have entering Shlomo's romantic life. We don't have any, uh, we don't know her name, we don't know uh, whether there was any romance at all between them because this is presented as a political marriage. Uh, and what did Shlomo do? And he took the daughter of Paro, Vayvi eha El Ir David. And he placed her, he had her reside in the city of David, meaning the city within which David ruled from, uh, until he finished Livnot at Beso, building his own house via Beit Adonai and the temple of God. This is a prelude because this is telling us that he's going to do that that we're going to be reading about the building of his own palace and the building (coughs) of the palace of God, meaning the temple, the Beit HaMikdash, Um, when he completed those projects, that's when uh, he took her out of the city of David and brought her um, into his own house. And building the walls of Jerusalem. Those three major building projects of Solomon, building walls around Yerushalayim, building the temple and building his own palace. Now, um, so this is just like a little sidebar, which isn't necessarily presented as something bad, but knowing that uh, in the future we're going to find Solomon's downfall comes from bringing in women from countries all over the world and having them um, lead him astray, this is like a little seed of potential problem which is being planted here. And that's it. Just this one verse is mentioned. But here it's not necessarily presented as something negative. It's presented as just something he did in order to seal an alliance with the most powerful nation of the world. <coughs> it's presented as what possibly could be a wise <coughs> political move. And, um, and then we move on. And then this, this little episode here about him placing her in that house, it's like um, where he put her to live Uh, We will have more details on why and what the significance of this house later when this story is uh, mentioned again in the book of Chronicles. Um, But here it's just a very curious little episode. So it's kind of like, it sounds like it's trying to tell us this little seed of problem that's planted, planted and placed in the city of David, while Shlomo goes on to build the kingdom and build the mighty kingdom and some of the most the, the crowning achievements of his of his rule, which are uh, the building of, of the temple, the building of the walls of Jerusalem, and the building of his own palace. Raka'om mizabchim babamot. This is verse 2. Again, this goes... Uh, however, the people during this time, in other words, we just mentioned that he's going to be building a house of God, right? That was a little sneak preview there in that last verse. <coughs> There was no house of God yet. There was no temple. People were bringing um, uh, their sacrifices to the bamot, the literally the high places, meaning the um, altars that were scattered or through the, the t- typically on mountaintops. That's why they're called bamot, high places. Kilonivna <speaking> Bayat <Hebrew> The the house has not yet been built in honor of the name of God. Ad <speaking> mohem <in Hebrew> until those days. So this is the early days in Solomon's kingdom. And as we know, you know, David wanted to build the house and God instructed him not to and said it would be Solomon's job. So, <coughs> leaving the state of affairs where we just mentioned them, verse 3 continues to state, at this point in Shlomo's life, shlomo, shlomo loved God, lo and he uh, therefore followed and went in the path of the law's that that his father David had also followed, Rachbba Bamot. However, instead of having a house for God, he was still He was bringing his 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 sacrifices and the and the incense were offered at these Bamot, despite the fact that he loved God. So this is something that needs to be rectified. Bayla and the process of his rectifying this happened. As follows: the king went to give on to bring sacrifices there, Kihiha because that was the largest of the altars. Olos, <coughs> Lamo, he brought a thousand burnt sacrifices, on that altar. It's like he is like beginning the process, like saying, this is like a process of saying goodbye to the Bamot. Begivon, And at this point when he does this, um, it seems that he was doing this for some spiritual reason. He was doing this as part of his worship of God. And, and this brought about the vision that he, we're about to learn about, we're about to read about. Um, in Givon, in Nira Adonai God appeared to Solomon in a dream at night, and God said to him, Sha'al, Ask me, what shall I give you? So we have a a young, newly anointed Shlomo going to worship at Giv'on, at this Bama, and going through this huge process of worship of bringing these burnt offerings to God. (coughs) At this point, Shlomo, must we we try to imagine his mindset of one, he's about to embark on this tremendous campaign, this, this lifelong campaign of building a nation a nation in the in the image of his father, in the path that he was tasked to make, one that that demonstrates the love of God and going in God's ways. So David now, I mean David, Solomon now receives this vision from God Himself, right? And Shlomo said, So what how did Shlomo respond to God's question? God asked him, What do you need? What do you want from me? Right? Shlomo now has to think what is it that I need to ask of God that will help me succeed in this endeavor that will be my life and my career <laughs> You God did with your servant David my father <coughs> tremendous kindness <laughs> because he went before you in truth and in righteousness and with a, integral, in, in, a, a straight heart literally <coughs> A heart full of integrity imach with you, and you re- preserved this great kindness by uh, with that 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 you had done with David, you preserved it and kept it, lo Lobain, and you gave him a son, who is now sitting on his throne as we see today the Lord my God I him you have made your servant. You have made me the king, in place of my father David. I am a young boy. I don't know coming and going, meaning I don't know anything about this task that I see in front of me. (coughs) My first task, eliminating my opposition. David gave me advice, he told me what to do. And David told me I should walk in your path in God, so I'm doing those, but now what? I need to know. Your servant is is residing within the nation that you chose. This is the chosen nation to follow you and to follow your ways. Right? I have a tremendous responsibility. I have I am leading this nation. Amrav. Great amount of people. They can't even be counted. <coughs> Too many of them. There's so many. We can't even uh, uh, make a num- number them or count them. So here I am at, at with this tremendous responsibility, the leader of this tremendous nation, the, the nation that you chose, and I don't know what to do. <speaking in Hebrew> you, uh, give to your servant, <speaking in Hebrew> a heart that can hear so that he I, it can judge your nation. <speaking in Hebrew> to understand between good and bad. <speaking in Hebrew> For who can possibly have the skill necessary to judge this, this tremendous um, and huge um, and heavy burden of this nation. <coughs> this is fascinating the way he says it. Shlomo understood that in order to judge, you need to listen. shomea, I need the heart that can listen to the people and understand what it is that they need, and, and that's what I need in order to be able to judge your nation. This is a tremendous amount of wisdom that 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 it requires. It, it requires a tremendous amount of humility to know and understand that in order to judge the people, you have to listen. You have to listen to what people are saying. Um and listen to what they need and what their needs are. And this was a very good thing in God's eyes. That Shlomo had asked for this thing, for asked for wisdom. And God said to him, Because you have asked for this thing, for wisdom. (coughs) You didn't ask me for a long life. (coughs) You didn't ask me for wealth. (coughs) You didn't ask me for uh, victories over your enemies. (coughs) But rather you asked for the understanding to be able to hear to hear justice, right? To remember the emphasis being on in order to, to, to meet out justice, one must hear, one must listen. I have done, I, I, when, when God says he does something, it's as if it's already done, right? Exactly as you asked, I have given you a wise and understanding heart. That before you there, was, there has never been anyone like you, and after you there never will be anyone like you. <coughs> when, the, when, when God says, I have done as you have spoken, another way of understanding this is that God is saying, I have already given you this. Because clearly a person who has the wisdom to ask such a question, is a person who already has the wisdom necessary. It's in you, God is saying. It's already within you. I have done as you have spoken. That is the reason why Shlomo was the proper king to be chosen, because he had the humility to understand that he's supposed to listen, which is the opposite of the arrogance of Adonio, who was the chief, his chief rival for being king. That, that understanding that he has to listen... To know mishpat. And and now I'm on top of what I have already given you, which is that wisdom. I'm also giving you, I have also have given you that which you didn't ask. Gam osher gam kavod, honor and wealth. Or wealth and honor. So much that there will have been no one like you among all of the kings and that you will have your entire life. And if you go in my ways to keep and observe my commandments as your father David did I will lengthen your days. So you will get long life. You already have honor. You already have wealth. And I will give you long days if you keep my instructions and live the life that you're supposed to live this is what David I mean what Solomon um, uh, had in his dream and Shlomo Solomon woke up and behold it was a dream and he came to Jerusalem and he stood before the ark remember the ark the aron was in Jerusalem while the um, (coughs) the the main Bama, the main altar was in Givon. Um, and then he brought uh, sacrifices in Jerusalem. So this is the second part of the process. First he went to pray where the altar was. He had this dream and vision and he realizes now it's time to transfer this service to Jerusalem and in a prelude in the, to, to what's going to happen when he builds the house of God, which the people were commanded by Moses, by Moshe, they were, we were commanded to build a house to God once the nation is established. So this is the uh, first half of chapter 3. Um, now uh, we're going to, uh, in the next chat half, we're going to study uh, one of the most famous stories about the wisdom of Solomon, something that represents how he listened how he had a lave Lishmoah, a heart that listened, and how he dispensed justice that way. Thank you so much for studying this together with me, looking forward to studying the rest of chapter three and of course the rest of this Book of Kings together.